Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you? We had a great morning already so far. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you doing? Uh, man, we had a great Thanksgiving. I know uh, we did. So I'm doing great personally. Uh, man, this morning, uh, you asked me how I'm doing. I, I don't know why, but I feel like such a crying thing on me. I know I'm a crybaby anyway, but, you know, as I was reading some of the scriptures and getting ready to what we were going to talk about, just the crying, there's a cry in our hearts that God is looking for. And uh, man, that hit me strong this morning. So me, I, I'm, I guess I, I can say I'm doing ten, uh, tenderly well. I'm tender right now. <laughs> it's always a good thing, man. It's always a good thing. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we had a little bit of trouble getting on, but we got on um, and we were talking about, you asked me a question, uh, Ryan, about uh, the wave. What was it again? You asked me a question. Think about a building. <laughs> Yeah, about 2023. Yeah, what's uh, what's on the upcoming? So, you know, I, and that led into a conversation that I didn't know I was going to talk about this morning, uh, but I got to talk about it before we get into humility. By the way, the way we ended humility last time, we're going to start back in, man, because when you listen to that thing, oh, it blesses. I listened to it and it blessed my heart. And just mm-hmm. ending with Andrew Murray's quote, bless my yep. heart. And I'm hoping yep. that those who are listening on humility, and are, are getting the new nature. Remember, we're still reading Second Timothy. Um, yeah. We're still in that. We haven't left it. Second uh, Timothy 3, 1 and 2. Uh, but know that this, that in the last days, there will be perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters and proud. We am proud next time will be uh, blasphemous, but we are now proud was the old nature. We are now talking about the new nature, which is humility. And such a great topic. Michael would join us next week talking about humility. Um, but we, so Andrew Murray's quote, if you don't know who Andrew Murray is, we'll say again, today's a book that he wrote on humility. It was an incredible book that I read when I was younger. Um, but I want to declare this before we go into humility. God is a God of miracles, Ryan. And Jesus is still working miracles. Um, he's still doing miracles. Uh, today and we have to see the miracles that he does first of all it's just a miracle for us to be alive so he is still working miracles and sometimes ryan little things may not look like little but they are huge miracles that god is working in our lives absolutely danny and uh we have to we have to hold on to those things i think we need time to sometimes process what the lord has actually done in our lives to this point and when we when we actually take time to process that we realize how many miracles he's actually done in our lives because we look at the miracles of the scripture and then we look at our lives and we don't think are big miracles but like as it says in the end of the book of john he did so many things that there's not enough books on the earth to actually like fill it, which means Jesus was performing all types of miracles every single day. So we really want, we really need to look back and reflect on our lives. Wow. 
a miracle. Like, the Lord, the Lord stepped up. He, he came through right in this moment. Um, but we just, we don't take time to process that. And that can really, really help us look and say, yeah, Jesus is a miracle worker. Ryan, that's so good, man, because there are so many, so many miracles, Asia. You're 100% correct. If we go back and just write them down and just start seeing the hand of God and declare those things when times are tough, right? Because we remember the miracles when times are great. Yep. It's when we're going through some valleys and some hard times and some difficult times, maybe a loss of a job, maybe a loss of a spouse, maybe just it could be anything. Maybe your children are not showing you love. It could be all kinds of stuff. And we it, it's 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 seems that when the heart gets in there and the tough comes down and life hits you in all kinds of ways, we get amnesia and we forget the goodness of God and how good we are and how good he's been to us right throughout the time. You're 100% correct. Um, I do want to say this statement, and you're going to laugh about this. Jesus is a miracle worker. Danny and Ryan are not miracle workers. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Jesus is a miracle worker. Abba, Elohim, God our Father is a miracle worker. The Holy Spirit is working on miracles. But Danny and Ryan are not miracle workers. Right? Why am I saying that? Because I think a lot of times we get confused on that we think we have to do the miracle. And we think we have to, you know, you was asking me about the wave and whether we get in a building or not. And my response to you is like, listen, we're hope that there's a miracle out there somewhere. We hope someone calls us and say, hey, I have a building paid off. You can come and get it, right? Um, but I'm not trying to make it happen. Um, and Ryan, a lot of times when it comes to miracles, we we try to force the hand of God. He's the genie in the bottle. Um, another, uh, another illustration, he's the jukebox where I can throw a quarter in and have him do the song that I want him to sing. God is not a genie in a bottle or he's not a jukebox. He just wants you to be obedient to what he's asking you to do. But let him, something sometimes, Ryan, we got to let him do the miracle and us just be obedient in what he's asking us to do. We're not the miracle workers. We are just partnering with heaven. I heard somebody say it this week this way, man. God loves to partner with his children and not because he has to. He just invites you to. And that's what I love about Jesus in most of the miracle stories that like the little boy, he didn't need the little boy. He could have do whatever he wanted to do. But he asked the little boy, do you have fishes and loaves? Uh, right. Disciples, the little boy has it. I'm going to partner with the little boy. Right. I'm going to touch on the little bit that he has. And I think we don't understand a lot of times, Brian, that we are in partnership with Jesus. But don't get it twisted. He is the miracle worker. We're not. Yeah, there's a there's a current story or there's a story I shared with you, and I guess I can share it. I, I won't say the name, but there's a current uh, man of God on Earth right now that does mass crusades globally. And long story short, he, he always does the same routine and slept through his pre-meeting prayer. And what I mean by meeting, I mean like hundreds of thousands come to, to, to see God move. And um and during the announcements, God started healing people, making them jump out of wheelchairs. And God spoke to this preacher and said, realize 
the before the the prayer that you missed that like I don't need anyone to do what I'm going to do. And he kind of said it almost uh, it sounded like a little bit forcefully when I heard the story, because this this man, this this preacher realized, like, look, he's just using me to gather crusades so that people can come experience God, not come experience our fun that like look he can use whoever he can do what he wants to do at that time he proved it while announcements are happening he basically the Lord kind of told the preacher look just sit down and watch and watch what I can do without using anyone he goes I've chosen to use you I've chosen to help you gather people that they can experience me um, so that's a really powerful thing that like look it should be an honor for us for God to use us but that doesn't give us and the right to, to start a platform to think that we're doing it. That's where the humility has to come in, that we're just a vessel. Like, Lord, use me today. But I mean, like whatever capacity. You said something great there, man. That's so great. It's It just made me laugh, Ryan. You said, and God told a preacher to sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, got to, I, I don't need you. I got this. I got this. Let, let's, I, I just want to read a story and, and um, uh, cause I heard it. I heard it read and I'm going to read it. It's John chapter two, one through eight. And then we're going to jump into humility. Then I'm going to have you read Andrew Murray's quotes. Yep. And then we're going to go to Psalms nine, 12. So let's listen to John two, one through eight. I know we all know the story is the wedding in Cana. I read it every time. I read this every time, Ryan, I do a, a ceremonial wedding. Um, it says uh, John chapter two, verses one through eight. And I'm going to read it through. And then I'm just going to point a couple of things because this is, this is uh, man, I could take this and just preach it all day, but we're going to hit on humility. So I want to go, I want to stay in, in, in line with humility. Uh, so I'm going to read it. I'm going to help my help myself, help me, Holy Spirit, to just read it straight through that stop. <laughs> on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to them, they said to him, said to Jesus, capital H, Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, I love this. What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come with me. I'm not ready to show off anything right now. And I love his mother's response. Like you can preach this all day. Like she is a mother. I bought her Maria Ortiz, which is my mom. This is what my mom would do. She totally ignores what he just told her. And she says this, his mother said to the servant, she didn't even reply to him. She looked at the servants, whatever he says to you, whatever he says to, to you, do it. Whatever, mom, I just told you my eye was not here, but she, did, she didn't respond to him. She knew that there was a well that needed to be drawn out of him and she knew what he had. She said, well, whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there was set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons of pieces. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. Fill the water pots with water. I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take 
it to the master's feast and they took it. Now, a couple of things. Number one, I love the mother of Jesus, Mary, because she didn't care what he had to say. She knew there's miracles in him. I'm going to draw it out. And she drew it out by just believing that he is. She believed Jesus is who he said he is. I think that's just a powerful lesson for us. Let's just believe that Jesus is the miracle worker. He is who he says he is. He has resurrected with, with all power, with all victory. He has all authority, and all authority is granted to us. Let's just believe in Jesus. You got something to say? Hit nope, go ahead. All right, all right. And then, so that's first, like believe in what Jesus. Second, Jesus just tells them to do one thing. Throw the water pots. Fill up the pots. Fill up the pots. His disciples are not the miracle workers. His disciples yep. are just being obedient to do one thing, which is what? Go fill up the pots. Jesus did not need the disciples to fill up the pots. Do you understand? Like Jesus, and I I'm talking to myself, Danny, do you understand? Because I think a lot of times we think, like you said, we the preacher that got to sit down and be quiet. He can do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to. But at this moment, Jesus is partnering with us. He's partnering with his disciples. Does he have to? No. If he can turn the water into wine, he can fill up the pots. Miracle. But he just had them do one thing of obedience. One thing of obedience. And I think a lot of times we interpret the one thing of obedience as doing the miracle. No, just do what he's asking you to do, and then he does the miracle. All they had to do was fill up the pots, and guess what he did? He turned that water into wine. Again, he could have not. He he didn't have to have them do anything. He could have literally snapped his fingers, and that thing would have been full of water. I mean, full of wine in two seconds. But he wanted a partner with us, just like he partnered with the with the boy with the fishes and the loaves. He partners with us. Why? Because. He delights in partnering with us. He loves us enough. He knows we can't do the miracles that he can do, but he knows that we can partner with him. And I think a lot of times we just don't delight in that we partner with Jesus. We want to be the miracle workers. We want people to look at us as the, the And so we start saying stuff like name it and claim it, blab it and grab it and go so crazy out because we try to manipulate God. And God doesn't need to be manipulated. He's not going to be manipulated. He does what he wants to. And all he's asking for us is obedience, and he takes care of the miracle. Danny, I, I was thinking about we just we want the credit so bad. That's that's really it. We we can't humbly just say just be honored that we were used. We want the one miracle that happened. And again, some people, they share their testimony and you could tell there's humility there, like with the testimony, but some you could tell, like they, they're going to, they're going to ride off that almost the same, like that's what they did um, because they were praying for a miracle to happen. And then when they think when it happens, they almost take it as I did it. Um, and, and I always wonder if like, because of the generation we live in and that we can share everything digitally, if that probably wasn't the case, I mean, I think people have battled with pride and humility forever, but I wonder if it was less of a case when people didn't have this huge platform where they can share everything 
that they do and that they actually like live off of well well i'm a healer because there's people in our in our world that that go with that oh i'm a i'm a deliverance pastor i'm a deliverance minister and like they they get something out of that it's it's um it's it's a buildup of pride really that's what it is it's like oh i'm i'm more special you need to come to me because i'm going to help deliver you instead of like you you just being a humble humble servant and you pray for someone and they get delivered because jesus was the one that delivered them from whatever demons or whatever they're dealing with or whatever pain or hurt yeah we and just Man, yeah, it's want- so good. It just it reminds me of, of a conversation Ezra and I have all the time. Not Ezra, your son, Ezra, Ezra. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ezra and I have this conversation, although we are all buying to be the favorite child, right? Whether whether we Ishmael, Isaac, whether we represent the church, we all want to be the favorite child. And then individually, we want to be like, you know, and you're 100% correct. Like, oh man, I prayed all day and God did this and I did it. And we when we have... Our, we have our secret source, you know what I mean? And come look at us. Yeah. And it's like, we're not the miracle workers. We're just obedient. And man, if we can just be obedient and love people, man, that'll take care of everything, right? But we yeah. want to be that pride seeps in and we want to be known and we want to be noticed. And we want, instead of laying, letting humility, the cry of humility of our hearts just be a fragrance to heaven because humility is a fragrance to heaven. I want to say that again. If you clothe with humility, you are a fragrance to heaven. Heaven smells you, looks at you, says, that's the one I want to. And don't we want God to spend time with us? He said he resists the proud, right? He resists, but he draws nigh to the humble. Um, Can you read Andrew Murray's quote again, man? It's so good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love it. One of my my favorites. Um, So Andrew Murray from his book, Uh, titled humility said this come let us flee to jesus and hide ourselves in him until we are clothed with humility until we're closed man that's so powerful because here as we see jesus doing this great miracle in cana we shouldn't be drawn to the fact that he turned the water into wine and i think that's where people miss it Ryan, they they draw to the to the act. They draw to what's happened. Oh man, he did this to me, and, he did it. and they don't draw nigh to the personhood of Jesus. Yep. But I mean, think about Jesus. Jesus cares so much about his mother, and and like really, he did this for his mother. His mother's there. She drawing stuff out of him, and because of his love for her, he does this. And so instead of looking at the tenderness of how Jesus is treating his mother and the tenderness, how he treats these people in this wedding, right? We just look at, oh, man, he turned the water into wine. You know what I mean? But there's a why behind it, right? And there's a why, the tenderness of he could have showed off. And like you said it last week, you said it so perfectly, like Jesus at any moment could have been prideful, but he clothed him. He was humility. Not that he he clothed himself. He was Full humility, right? And what 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 humility? What is the greatest way of showing humility? Where I know I can do it on my own, but I I invite my disciples with me and say, "Come, come with me." It's such a powerful picture. 
I think you hit on something that you said, and I never thought about it this way, but like, yeah, when, when people get their miracle, they're so happy to share their testimony, but they never really realized the root out of it was Jesus healed them. I'm just giving an example. Jesus healed them because he loves them. Not so that you could share your, now again, he loves being, he loves testimonies being shared because it points it, well, it should point it at him. I don't know if we, I don't know if we articulated great every time, but really like he was, I was like, if you think about the five love languages, which is one of the most famous books that people read, how are we, how are we loved? Jesus shows us love in different ways. And one of the ways that you just pointed out was he heals people. And that's him showing love towards that person. I love you. I want you to be better. I want you to feel better. Um, we just never, th- I, I just thought like, as you're talking, it just like kind of came to me. So yeah, I, I just wanted to reiterate. That's, kind of that's so powerful because it's all out of love. It's all out of love. Uh, look at, let's, let's, God has a relationship with humility. Let's look at Psalms 9, uh, 9, 12, Psalms 9, 12. Oh, this is so good. We we may not get to the relationship. We may just get to the cry part today. It's okay. We take our time. Like, we've been taking our time with humility. It's okay. And it's funny because I've been uh, pushing Mike back because Mike is coming on humility. He's going to talk about disobedience <laughs> and the heart. But I'll keep on telling my next week because we got it may be another week before you guys. I know you guys are looking forward to hearing Mike, but man, we we this is so good. Listen to uh read Psalms 912 for uh Ryan. Sure. So Psalm uh nine twelve says, When he, which is which is God, when he avenges blood, he remembers them, he does not forget the cry of the humble. So good. Verse, I'm going to read verse 11 to give it context. Like you're saying, sing praises to the Lord, David is saying, who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. Then he goes into when he avenges blood, he remembers them and he does not forget the cry of the humble. The <laughs> cry of the humble. There is a sound. There is a baby's like you, you having a baby right now, and we were yep. we were laughing a little bit about you having to travel with the baby a couple of hours. Yeah, um, man, when you when your baby cries, like if she's in a room and she starts crying, and it's it's different today because you guys got monitors and all kind of stuff. But back in the days when we didn't have monitors, yep. the baby start crying, and you just what's what's your automatic response? Oh man, you you pop up. You want to pick that that kiddo up. You give him snuggles, man. You, you want to go get him. I'm gonna go get him. Yeah, like I'm going after them. And here, David is saying, when you're walking in humility, there is a cry that comes out of you that God looks down and says, "Okay, they've been crying long enough. I'm gonna go and take care of this issue." I'm going to go and have, remember, he resists the property. He draws nigh. There's a drawing that humility does. I mean, this is so powerful. Like, it's weird, right? I know you want to say something. I would, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Jump in, jump in, because this is so good. I want to say the, the prideful man does not cry out. 
Come on, man. Try out. Think about. Oh, and I'm. I'm. I think it's in Luke, and I. I said it either last podcast or podcast before. The Pharisee and the tax collector going up, and the Pharisee. I. Uh, I'm. You know, I tithe this, and I. I. I read the Torah, and I. I. And. And then there's the. I'm glad I'm not this tax collector. And the tax collector's head down, crying out, God, like, forgive me, I'm I'm a sinner. Like, it's the perfect picture of like, pride doesn't like pride doesn't cry out to God. Humble humility cries out to God because you know you're in a need of a savior. That's the difference. Like, prideful people don't. Prideful people that they. They've either never been through anything bad and they just they just feel like, well, I just have life in my hand. We don't got anything, man. Life can Come be stripped on. in two seconds. You are in you are in not as much control as you think. And and prideful people, pride doesn't cry out. It doesn't. Come on, man. People, like some of the most humble people have been through things. And they realize the Lord has delivered them through things. And that's what helps breed humility. It does. It helps people become quite humble when you realize your, your humanity. I know you want to add to that. Oh, that's so good. Because that's why I say humility is a fragrance. Humility is a song. I can go on with some, some, some more verbs. You know what I mean? Some more adjectives. Like he's, it's a song to heaven. It's, it's a cry, right? Humility. Think about that. When you're walking in humility, you're walking in the nearness of heaven. Heaven is walking with you, right? And 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 I love it when the Holy Spirit. I don't know if this happened to anybody, but it's happened to me a lot of times. It continues to happen. When 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 you when you when you're creeping into the pride and your flesh is, the Holy Spirit comes in and no 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 don't don't go there, don't go there. And then literally for me, my brain. I have to say it out loud. I have to be like, okay, Danny, that, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not the way that God wants you to walk. Right. And so I had to tell myself, I can't yep. go that direction. Right. I had to tell myself, I have to walk in humility. Like I have to tell because the Holy Spirit is not letting me. Why? Because you're like, I want to walk with you this way. But if you let pride come in, I'm going to have to let you do it. And guess what? We just not all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to your <laughs> point, we just not all that. Listen to what happens in a relationship with, with, with the cry. Uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that Hebrew meaning in a second, but I'm gonna read Exodus 2. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. Exodus chapter 2, verses 23 to 25. It says this. Now it happened in the process of the time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage, and they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groanings. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. Whoa. Mm. God acknowledged them because they did what? There was a cry. When you walk in humility, God acknowledges you. I mean, that's just powerful right there. When we're clothed in humility, when we need the humility of Jesus, right? We pray that the Holy Spirit closes with the humility of Jesus. What that does is that that God soaks in that. He's like, yes, my son is 
and, and my daughter, they're walking in tune with heaven. When you're walking in humility, you're walking in a tune in heaven. That's so powerful right there, Ryan, that God acknowledges them because of a cry that's coming out of their hearts. And this proves very much to the, the baby analogy that you just said, like, when we cry out, he will not turn his back on us because mm. of because of the love that he has for people. If you choose to cry out, because it is a choice, like you could fight through it on your own. You could or you could cry out to God. He's not going to turn his back on you because he loves you that much. So and it, it just reminds me of the song of a guy by the name of Jonathan Stocksill. Stocksill. Jonathan Stocks has a song that goes, we cry out, we cry out. I know I don't sing much of this podcast, but man, it makes me want to sing that, man. We cry out, we cry. There's a cry that comes out of, now that word cry in Hebrew is the word Shabbat. Shabbat, S-H-A-V-A-H, Shabbat. It's a powerful word. It means hollowing, crying, all cry for help. Now, remember this before we go to Psalms 18, which I'm going to let you read. Remember mm -hmm. how Jesus prayed and it's taught his disciples how to pray according to Matthew, right? Matthew chapter 6, yep. it, verse 9, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallow it, mm -hmm. the word Shavah. In Hebrew is the word Hallowit. There's a cry. Hallowit be your name. Our Father. Oh man, listen, this is so good. This is so good. There is a cry. Jesus told to, to, to your point, man, that, that child analogy, man. He's telling them, our Father in heaven, declare that he's daddy. When you declare that he's daddy, they cry out. Cry out. Once you declare that he's dad. Cry out to your dad. I remember, I think I told a story before, and I'll let you read Psalms 18.6 here in a second. But I remember this story with, with, with Michaela as a young, young baby. And it was a picture because God just uses pictures. That's the way my brain works. Um, and she was crying in the room, and I went in there, and she had her hands up, mm -hmm. reaching out to me. Yep. And man, when I went into the room, and it was like almost instantly, I saw our hands raised yeah. for me. The Holy Spirit tells me, that's how I look at you when you worship. That's mm -hmm. how I look at you when you cry out to me, when you have your hands towards me, because I'm the only thing that can comfort you. I'm the only thing that can rescue you. At that moment, she wanted her dad's embrace. She wanted to jump in her dad's arms. She couldn't get herself out the crib, so all she had to do is show her signs, her hands up, and that automatically told me, go grab her. And there's yep. something about our worship, something about our cry, something about humility, that all it shows to heaven is come grab me, come get a hold of me, rock me. I need to be in your arms. I need you, right? There's that cry that comes out. And guess what he comes? He comes and does what I did with him, Michaela. I picked her up. I grabbed her. I mean, she gave me such the biggest hug and she just cried. Her All she wanted to do was the embrace of her father. And I'm telling you, when you walk in humility, there's a cry of heaven. And once that cry goes, the embrace of heaven comes and Abba comes and wraps you in his arms, man. 
there's nothing like it. No, it's so such a powerful story. It ha- happens to me too. The same thing with with Ezra at home, and yeah, when he's crying out and stuff, it's just it it. I've had I've had a picture like that. I think I told you about that shoot years ago when I was holding Ezra, but I was being held by the Lord at the same time, and it was it was such a powerful powerful picture that came to my mind. I get those too. And wow, like, the way I'm holding him. He's the way I'm holding my son. He's holding us, and it's like, like, it's like the it's like in the scripture, like, um, oh the the man last being carried, like being carried. It's it's just a powerful, powerful picture. Um, wow. You want you want me to go to Psalm eighteen? Yeah, let's read Psalms eighteen six. Let's close. We're gonna land the plane with this. I I love. I love reading David's journal, we'll call it. I think it's the most powerful journal. And, and David is so good about showing his emotions. Like you could feel his emotions come off the page, especially with the way poetically he writes. So um, Psalm 18.6, uh, this is David speaking, says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God emphasizing my God. He's, he's my God. I'm caught crying out to him. Come on, man. He heard my voice from the temple and my cry came before him, even to his ear. <sighs> my he's, cry came before him. He's listening. David, David will read when you read Psalms, David admits when he screws up like he does. And he goes before the Lord. In all of the Sometimes the David, like, crying, snotting, crying out, man, like, in his deep, just when he writes, um, in my distress, like, I truly believe, I try to picture myself when I'm, like, in my heart, just distressed, it's not pretty, so you know David's not, not a pretty sight when he's coming before God, and God hears him, it, there's something powerful with that. Oof, listen, let Humility be your cry. Yep. Let humility be your cry. Ask the Holy Spirit, clothe me with humility. Let me find the humility in Jesus. Let me live and step and in tune with, with, with Jesus. And then I will live in tune with humility. It's all wrapped in Jesus. We talked about the uh, two episodes together. It's all about Jesus in the end of the day. And as we walk in in tune with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will let you understand, man, there is, the heaven is trying to get a hold of you, and you can get a hold of heaven at any moment. Yep. And so let me just land with this, and I'll let you say the last word. God is working miracles. We just have to be humble enough to understand that we are not the miracle workers. He is. Just be obedient. Just do what he's asking you to do. If he tells you, fill the pots, just fill the pots. Don't add nothing else. I don't know about you, but I, I'm the kind of person because I'm hard headed. I want to do the extra. Like I want to <laughs> fill the pots. I want to add some seasoning in that water. I want. I want to do. I, I find myself a lot of times, Ryan, doing extra. I really do um, yep. because I want something so bad, and the pride of my life. Like, and and there could be many reasons, man. Maybe I just want to show off. Maybe I want to be seen. I don't know. There's many things that God deals with this art of Danny Ortiz constantly dealing with my heart, constantly bringing me before him. 
That's why I love to pray. You know, somebody asked me one time, why are you always talking about prayer? Why are you always talking about communing with Jesus? I said, brother, because if I don't, <laughs> if I did it, yeah. I, I, you won't, you probably wouldn't like what you see. You know what I mean? And so I, I have to constantly stay in tune with the spirit uh, because he's constantly dealing with this heart of mine that's so wicked above all things. The heart mm -hmm. is wicked above. And so for me, I know Danny Ortiz, a lot of times we want to take the credit. We want to take this. And then we want to rush the hand of God. There's something about patience that we didn't talk about today, but we've talked yeah. about it in other podcasts. It's something about waiting on God and just doing it his way. And again, with the ways building and do what I want to build in yesterday, yes. What I want to build in already, yes. But I look at it this way. If we don't have a building, that means we don't need a building. When he decides for us to need a building, he'll give us a building, right? And so all I'm doing right now in my life personally and in our lives with our community is mm -hmm. we're just being obedient to fill the pots and That's let it. him do whatever he wants to do with the pots. And I'm humble enough to understand that I don't have that kind of power, that I'm not God. I'm not sitting on the throne. I'm living his life. I'm going to say that again. I'm living his life. It's not my life. And not my will, but your will. I'm doing whatever he's asking me, right? Amen. And and in that, Brian, I mess up. In that, I do some crazy stuff. In that, I hurt people. In that, I do dumb things. But thank God that he's so loving and forgiving. I was reading Hebrews 10 today. And Hebrews 10, if you go read it for yourself, Hebrews 10 is so powerful. Because it says, man, lambs and bulls could not take away sin. They just reminded the people that they lived in sin. I, mm -hmm. I'm saying it again. They could not take away the sin. They just reminded the people in the Old Testament that there was sin. But Jesus was the lamb that took away the sins mm -hmm. and took away the penalty of it. Thank you for Jesus, man. Amen. Go ahead, Brian. Brian, that was my, that was my long closing. Well, I'll try to keep it short and sweet. <laughs> um. I just encourage our listeners to be humble enough to let him in. Come on, man. That's what I was feeling when you're, when you're talking, be humble enough to let him in. Don't try to control the situation. Come if on, you're humble, let him in and you let him lead, just do, just do your life. And he will, he will do what he wants through you at that time and like you were saying you don't have to force it you literally just live in tune with the spirit and as the spirit wills you do and as he doesn't will you don't and, and let's keep it let's keep it as simple as possible that that's what i would say man shalom maranatha and to next week amen Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.